0: Three, two. Hello, everybody. This is Samantha Bregman with Rich Single Mama TV. Welcome to another episode. I'm really excited with our guests that we have here today. Um, but I want just to, to tell you that Rich Single Mama is the place where single moms come to thrive financially. We're here to teach you, inspire you, and encourage you to um, get connect your relationship with money and make it the best possible. And Rich Single Mama TV is all about highlighting single moms who have gone beyond just surviving, but they're now thriving in their own business or professionally. And so today, I want to welcome Ms. Courtney Underwood. Welcome, Courtney. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. And so, as usual, I'm going to have my guest, Ms. Courtney Underwood, introduce herself. Tell, uh, Tell us about who you are and how you came to become a single parent, and then we'll go on from there.
1: Sure, so again, thank you for having me. I'm Courtney Underwood. I'm a speaker, I'm a mentor, I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm a life coach. So that sounds like a lot of hats, but the common theme is really getting people to discover who they are, to discover their strengths, and find ways to really implement them efficiently, to um, get more time out of their day, to get more profit out of their business, and also, to um, really set them on the path to um, make sure that their passions can actually turn into profit. So um, with that said, my uh, journey to entrepreneurship was actually um, happenstance. And um, it's one of those things where uh, the writing was on the wall all along. But um, before we talk about that, I definitely would like to share my single parent journey. Um, Mm -hmm. I am um, a single parent of um, one girl, and um, that journey has been um, one of the most rewarding aspects of my life, but also definitely one of the most challenging. Mm -hmm. I think that um, obviously it wasn't something that I planned for, but once um, the circumstances pointed in that direction, I definitely embraced it. I knew that it was the healthiest choice for both um, myself and my daughter, and redefining what family meant was actually one of the um, steps that I took towards becoming a life coach because I had to do the work myself. So Mm -hmm. one thing, um, no matter what the income stream is that I'm adamant about is that I won't tell you or coach you on anything that I haven't tried myself. With that said, um, the single parent journey is um, something that came about as a result of being in an unhealthy relationship. It was very picturesque at first. I mean high school sweethearts, um, you know childhood friends, you know everything, um, sunshine and rainbows, you know we went to prom together um, goodness you name it Um, we were definitely very close but um, after we got engaged we found out that my daughter was on the way and um, that i think is one of those moments that actually defines you like what you do with that news i am of course um, a very driven and passionate Mm -hmm. personality and of all the things on my resume child rearing was not there (laughs) So. (laughs) So with that said, I just dove into research mode, you know, everything from, you know, taking up parenting classes, you know, offered by the community and by local hospitals and organizations to going to the library to check out books, to mm-hmm. borrowing babies from family or friends, you know, just to get some hands-on experience to make sure that I would be able to hit the ground running. And... um I would say that my daughter's father took a different turn. For him, it was a realization that, you know, life was very real. (laughs) You know, there was um, a lot of accountability and responsibility that comes with that. And um, having him not necessarily grow up in the healthiest of homes, I think a lot of those latent properties, um, you know, and emotional and behavioral um, instincts that, you know, weren't, Model correctly, actually began to show in him, you know, because it's all Mm fun and games and, you know, high school and in college, you know, you're dating and, um, you know, everything's great then. But when actual real responsibility hits, that's when it defines you. And so Mm -hmm. um, things quickly took a nosedive and Mm -hmm. I realized I had to make the decision that was healthiest for both my daughter and I. And um, it wasn't necessarily easy but now the, of course that I'm on the other side <laughs> I know that it was um, the right thing of course hindsight is 2020 but with all that said, it was um, the right thing. And now, you know, today, it's um, important that our family isn't necessarily defined by like blood relationships or titles. Like Mm -hmm. one of my favorite things and one of her favorite things, my daughter's favorite thing is that she says that she has an army of aunties. (laughs) So with that said, you know, my network, um, our support system is incredible. Mm -hmm. We are, you know, surrounded by love. We don't want for anything in that regard. So um, you know, we don't feel like there's anything missing. And that was important to me as well. um, when, you know, taking time to rebuild and redefine that relationship. So that's my single parent journey. And um, all the lessons learned there actually did prepare me for entrepreneurship, okay. believe it or not.
0: Yeah. Excellent. I love it. I love your story and how you took the situation and you turned it into something beautiful, for yourself and for your daughter because uh, you know a lot of times you can be devastated because of the choice of someone else the other the father's choice and make that the focus of your life and journey and instead of turning it around making the turning the lemons into lemonade as they say and really creating a life you love and I love the fact that you have this army of aunties that's for your daughter I my daughter had the same thing or has the same thing she's 21 now i always forget like is she 21? <laughs> <I don't> know <laughs> she's in her early 20s um but yeah. she's been growing up surrounded by um my friends strong women who have been able to help her and guide her and it's and been that
1: support
0: and i think that's really really important especially for girls boys too as you know for sure but for girls mm-hmm. it's really important so that their self-esteem um has a chance you know to survive um versus not having that support system in your life. So I really appreciate you sharing that and sharing it with our audience because it's so important, again, that support system. Um, and I, it all depends on your mindset as well. You know, you have, you have a very healthy mindset. So um, you took that, um, those women in your life, and you allowed them to help you and nurture you and your daughter. So that's fantastic.
1: Yeah, thank you for that. It was actually growth and maturity. I um, grew up with very humble beginnings. But even with that said, I was always resourceful. Mm -hmm. And um, it was, for me, the thing that I had to learn the most was how to ask for help, which is a skill. (laughs) which is a skill that is not innate. So that's something that I actually had to practice and um, learn. And now since, you know, I'm reaping the fruit of that labor, um, Mm -hmm. that is not something that I initially um, had mastered, but the art of asking for help and being strategic when asking and realizing um, the value in the relationships um, Mm -hmm. doesn't depend on it's not a barter system, you know? So if I'm asking one of my friends to, um, you know, babysit, it's not like I have to give something in return. They're doing it because they want to. Right. <laughs> For me, you know, just uh, that, that was something I actually had to learn. Um, I'm glad I did because it's, mm-hmm. it's served me well in business as well. You know, not being afraid to ask, sure. not being afraid to take risk and take the leap. Um, you know, giving that, giving me that courage and realizing that, mm-hmm. um, you know, my voice matters and the things that I care about, other people care about as well. So Mm -hmm. it's not, um, you know, putting all of the weight on my shoulders, um, which, you know, took quite, I would take quite some time to learn, um, over the course of, you know, parenthood. And it's something that you have to continually nourish every day, you know, just, um, when you think about, you know, like the affirmations, you know, that I say, you know, knowing that, um, you know, I have a support system, you know I'm not alone, and so it's those simple statements that um bear repeating mm-hmm. because you know <laughs> you know during those um you know times, especially when you know she was younger um it seems like you know the younger kids are more maintenance, and so when you think about what that looks like, you know time management because I was you know busy, <laughs> mm-hmm. but at the same time um. You know, she was and is my highest priority. And so knowing that um, my support system cares about her just as deeply is um, so, so powerful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's so, so many nuggets there. Just I mean, <laughs> just what you just shared with us. And I really, I mean, again, I really appreciate that. It's, it's, it's going to help someone I know who is struggling with that um, got to do it all by myself syndrome, you know, got to play superwoman, supermom syndrome. Yep. That is the, the quickest way to burn out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and, you know, crashing or burning, whatever you want to call it, that's like the quickest way to try to do everything yourself. I, it was a hard lesson for me to learn too, cause I'm misindependent, but yep. I soon learned that if I try to do all this
1: by myself, I'm going to
0: lose it. And that's, that wasn't going to be healthy for me
1: or my children yes and so when you think about the lessons that i want to instill in my daughter you know knowing how to ask for help um right now she's transitioning like into middle school and asking for help, you know, getting all of those organizational skills and those executive functions and managing long-term projects versus just, you know, one or two nights of homework, you know, she has to learn to ask for help. That's a conversation that we just had actually a couple of days ago. So it's um, very real. And the fact that she's getting that now versus, um, you know, me in my early twenties, you know, trying to figure it out and kind of wing it. It's, um, I'm glad that I'm able to pay it forward.
0: <laughs> good, good, absolutely. So let's talk about. Um, we're trying to talk about your business. Um, I was looking on your website. I was like, I love this. This is so nice. <laughs> the Passport and Purpose um, <laughs> dot com. I love the t-shirts and all the sayings. Um, but before I even we jump into the business. Um, I guess I want to talk about the inspiration for the business and then a little bit more about what you actually sell and um, as as well as your coaching.
1: Sure. Thank you. So Passports and Purpose started in 2016 and the inspiration for it came out of two things. One, I was um, actively mentoring in uh, the Chicagoland area where I reside and I noticed that there weren't... Um, any real positive sayings Mm -hmm. um, on apparel. You know, all of the girls that was mentoring, you know, they had, you know, catchy, cute sayings, but none of them really meant anything. And then (laughs) the second thing was, I am um, really, really passionate about travel. Mm -hmm. So um, I was actually afforded an opportunity to start traveling relatively young. And um, I've been able to, you know, carry that forward and, you know, go to countries that I only dreamed of previously. And knowing how much richer travel makes you in terms of creating memories and new experiences, I wanted to be able to instill that in the girls that I work with. And so um, passports is, you know, connected to travel, and then purpose is connected to the affirmation. So there are two distinct collections, but I find that they often tie together other mm-hmm. um and so that was the um inspiration for the business and um thinking very practically i realized that you know on the weekends when i want to wear something casual there was nothing out there that really spoke to me mm-hmm. um yeah and i wanted to um you know step in and just fill that gap and address that need mm-hmm. um even um, thinking about accessories, like I'm really passionate about tote bags. I always have a tote. Yeah. So whether it's you know for work, whether yeah. it's you know for church, whether I'm you know going to classes, just thinking about um, you know, why not have that be a uh, canvas for me to mm. you know, say something and have a statement versus you know just another piece of gear. So thinking about how can I just infuse common everyday basic objects like totes and phone cases and t shirts and actually attach meaning to them and start conversations that's always been the mission and goal okay so awesome
0: so do you think i mean even so i I, can i assume that you have introduced your daughter to travel quite early as well
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, That's a great question. (laughs) So um, our first international trip um, was a couple of years back. She was eight years old Mm -hmm. and I took her to Lisbon, Portugal. And um, on the way there, we stopped in Madrid. And on the way back, we stopped in Amsterdam. So technically it was a three-city tour um, at eight years old um, in Europe for Thanksgiving. It was incredible. (laughs) It was actually an incredible. And so, of course, she's been bitten by the travel bug ever since, and um, is always petitioning for when the next trip is. Okay. Um, Thanksgiving is coming up, and I have some surprises up my sleeve um, for this year, and that's um, become one of our annual traditions. But we try to travel together at, at least quarterly, and okay. it's been, um, yeah, it's just incredible to watch her uh, horizons expand as a result. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, yeah. oh, that's fantastic. Um, I started traveling with my children kind of early too. Um, my daughter specific, you know, of course, Disney World in Florida first. And um, then we went on a couple of cruises and stuff like that. So they got a chance to see the islands. And it's just was a very good experience. And of course, they also have the travel bug. And I, I work in the uh, travel industry now. So um, you know, afford opportunity to travel more, but I think it's so important to expand their world and to show them that there's more than just these four walls or the boundaries of this city or this state. <laughs> you know, even yes. in the United States. You know, there's so much more out there, and and how those lessons you, you learn while you're on the road. We even did a um, a tour lighthouse tour where we just went down the coast of Georgia and Florida and saw all the lighthouses. And, and that was just a phenomenal experience for us, um, which really also helped with you know, teaching them about geography and teaching them about history and the lighthouses and all the different things that we got to see along the way. But um, what, would you, what, what would be your number one tip in terms of traveling with a child by yourself?
1: My number one tip would seem it seems pretty simple, but it works every time. Um, One of the things I always do is stop at a local store like Target the dollar section or, um, you know, just a cheap store and buy a ton of toys that they haven't seen before, whether it's notebooks, whether mm-hmm. it's you know um, puzzles, whether it's books, you know, just buy them something they haven't yet experienced mm-hmm. and then um, give it to them once uh, we take off. Okay. So um, that way, you know, they're distracted, they're occupied, you know, for example, flying to Europe, they were very long flights, you know, mm-hmm. even, um with uh brief layovers they were still long flights and Mm -hmm. since she was relatively young at the time it was important to keep her occupied beyond you know the little movie screen um, (laughs) in the front seats so with that said that's you know it's simple it's effective it doesn't cost a lot um everything's new to them Mm -hmm. um Especially at that age, and then if I had to give one bonus tip, it was I would say um, make sure to infuse education when you're going. You know, I am big on architecture. I love history. Mm-hmm. Did um, a couple of tours there. We went to museums. You know, we saw art. Um, you can definitely um, weave that into the trip, and also um, cater to their interests. You know, um, my daughter, she really. Loves art, so she loves you know drawing and painting. So, we went to a couple of art museums. We um took time to you know um sketch some paintings and you know just be um very involved and do something interactive. We went to the children's museum because they had an art exhibition, so you know just playing to their interests. So, if they like science, take them to the science museum. If they like history, Mm -hmm. you know. um, take them to the history museum most major cities have something that you can take them to it's cost effective mm-hmm. it plays to their interest and it's educational so um that's three strikes right there <laughs> yeah,
0: good. absolutely great tips very good tips thought i'd just throw that in there since you know you you um have a travel theme going on here and, and yeah. i love traveling and i think you know sometimes we moms especially with younger kids think it's impossible to travel with them Um, But it's not impossible. There's certain techniques that you can use in order to um, manage that by yourself and still have a really good time.
1: Yes. Yes. It's one of the things that um, actually it's funny because a lot a lot of times my travel experiences inspire the purpose collection so um Mm -hmm. i have um a t-shirt it's one of my favorites and it says keep statistics away from your dreams and so (laughs) with that said you know defines uh stereotypes on you know what um a single mom you know from uh chicago you know one of the you know urban neighborhoods um It's able to do, you know, Mm -hmm. yes, I was able to, you know, take my daughter to Europe for Thanksgiving. I was able, um, you know, to go to Mexico for spring break, and I was able to do all of these things. And part of it is, you know, the freedom to do it. But the other part is, you know, making sure sure that we don't let labels define us in that way you know what we're able to do um and so a lot of times those trips inspire more conversations like how mm. are you able to do that how um were you able to you know make this happen or what fears did you have to overcome like weren't you nervous weren't you scared and you know the answer is always no because mm. i know that the opportunity is you know greater than any um you know imagined fear so right. <laughs> yeah
0: Excellent, excellent. So that sounds like a great um, coaching topic, you know, for people who are dealing with fear, dealing with um, anxiety around moving away from their comfort zone or outside of their, you know, city limits. Um, And that's just not for travel, but it's also for life in general and for following your dreams. And so when you're coaching people and you're coaching business, you know, what inspired you to do that? Was it something that you fell into or something you planned to do? So how did that
1: come about? It's um, one of those things that was innately, I guess, in me mm-hmm. um, as a result of you know so many conversations um, you know, that started with, you know, how are you able to do that? Or how were you able to get here? You know, how were you able, not just the tangible things, you know, how were you able to find peace and heal from that situation? Mm -hmm. Because the um, situation with my daughter's father, it did become, you know, abusive and unhealthy Mm -hmm. um, towards the end of the relationship. So, um, but when I talk to people today, you know, they often say, you don't look like you've been through much of anything, right? (laughs) And that's a good thing. You know, you never want to look um, um, you know, like a struggle. You never want to look, you know, like what you've been through. And so, um, sharing my story and detailing, you know, the steps and a very tangible, um, you know, step-by-step action plan, Mm -hmm. um, because that's uh, what I do when I mentor. (laughs) It's uh, that actually led to it being a stream of income, realizing, you know, hearing over and over again, you know, people pay for this information. Mm -hmm. And, but it's really just, you know, who I am. Like, it's how I think. I never wanted any of those situations to define me. I didn't want them to define my experience. Experiences, And I didn't want them to define my daughter's experiences either. Mm-hmm. So um, realizing that I can monetize that and actually, you know, um, sell it as a service with um, the corresponding deliverables and the check-ins, it was a natural fit because mm-hmm. I do have a project management background. Yes, so, okay. Think about you know um, planning and you know very strategic thinking and really you know helping people operate at their best. Um, it's something that was just a natural fit.
0: Excellent, excellent. I love it. I I'm, I think I have a coaching bug as well. People are always <laughs> asking me these questions, and I'm like, well, here's how it goes. But anyway, <laughs> I'm going to. <through> <laughs> but um, I do love coaching people, and I think that's one of the the, the most um, profound careers you can have because it does touch and transform people's lives. So, um, how do you
1: balance um,
0: your business with your baby?
1: That is one of my favorite questions. Um, it takes intention and it takes effort. Mm-hmm. I would say during um, the Past couple of years, especially when launching um, the store, one of the things I made sure to do was involve her in the process. Mm -hmm. So that way, not only would she know exactly what it is I'm spending time on, but also she can um, enjoy the fruit of that labor. So I've done um, all kinds of things to make sure that she's involved in the process from um, if I'm attending a vending event, you know, I'll have her right there at the booth with me. If, um, I'm launching a new design, I'll have her, you know, sit with me and pick out, you know, colors to make sure that it looks right on the model. Um, for the holidays, I usually uh, develop a kids line. So I've had her model a couple of the <laughs> items, um, mm-hmm. and you know have her you know face me on the website. So when you think about you know ways to balance the two, a lot of times it's positioned as okay you have the mom box and then you have the business box, and they never meet. By having them you know incorporated together, mm-hmm. I was actually able to you know find more peace. And it's good for her, you know, to see it, especially at a young age, to see, um, you know, her mom launching um, a business, building a business, thriving in business, and um, realizing that it doesn't take, it's not such a far-fetched notion, you know, um, that someone right in her house um, owns a business and um, is actually really successful doing it and is happy doing it. You know, I think that a lot of times um, a single mother is painted as you know just toiling toiling away you know burning at both ends mm-hmm. you know with the superwoman syndrome you know with the cape on and just right. you know burnout it's not to say that i haven't had those moments because you know that would just be unrealistic but mm-hmm. at the same time um having her present and having her involved has um, paid off immensely because now we have conversations about it you know she'll say you know what are you doing black Friday's coming up you know well (laughs) so you know she's thinking um you know with that mindset or um you know she'll say you know i showed some of my friends at school your website and you know can i have one of your cards i'm gonna pass them out you know um just having her take on that mindset Mm -hmm. um, without me having to you know make a speech on you know this is why you need to do this Like, this is why it matters. (laughs) Um, Yeah, just sharing and then having her pick up on the aspects that really – Cater to her talents and interests mm-hmm. has been um, great, and it's also a good teaching tool. You know, oh, um, yeah, and like I mentioned before, she's really into art, and of course, an extension of that is graphic design. So mm-hmm. now um, having her work on like in actual Photoshop to put together um, some of the designs and. Um, like one thing I had her do at the beginning of the school year was design her own book bag. Um, book bags are coming up soon on the website. So I'm excited about that. And so, um, she worked with me to design a couple of the prototypes and, you know, giving her the satisfaction of, you know, holding something that she designed in her hands and knowing that, um, it can spark conversation, you know, people ask where she got it, you know, it has her initials on it It has, you know, all of the things she likes you know, her favorite colors. It's, um, it definitely stands out <laughs> mm-hmm. um, when you think about the patterns and, you know, things that she picked. Um, but she did it that way intentionally. And so, um, I would say that's the biggest thing that's helped me find a sense of balance is incorporating her and not trying to, uh, separate the two with these hard lines and hard bounds. Sure.
0: Excellent. Okay. Excellent. That's fantastic, fabulous. Um, has she shown interest in starting her own business as a result of working with you?
1: Yes. Um, to let her tell it, she has three or four <laughs> <the> pipelines. So <laughs> Okay.
0: <laughs> Very good. Oh, Very good. good.
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, absolutely. at
0: least she she's getting those business skills early. So because we know that The the standard nine to five, you know, work there Mm -hmm. 30, 40 years, get a pension at the end is those days are gone. And so having that business sense is so important for kids, especially.
1: Yeah, I think that um, it really speaks to that um, shift in culture, you know, Mm -hmm. the entrepreneurial culture. It's really, really hot right now. And that's great. That's what I want her to see. That's what I want her to be at the forefront of. No, I don't necessarily want her to have that typical career. Um, And, you know, previous years when she was younger, she did see me work a corporate job. Like that's, Mm -hmm. um, you know, my background. I started very, very early with my first internship, oh my goodness, in high school. And um, I've been in, you know, the corporate sector ever since. But with that said, you know, I, I was able to take those skills and you know translate them to business so i know it's not like i regret it because they definitely prepared me for a lot of things um but that i knew that that wasn't going to be the end of the journey (laughs) i knew that it was just you know preparing me um to launch on my own and um really taking the risk and taking the leap is something that um it's good for her to see now because i would say that's a Good portion of my coaching business. It's just convincing people that they already have the skills, talent, supports, and resources to take the leap. And, you know, really walking them through that process and really, conv- again, just convincing them that they have it um, is, I would say, more than half the battle. So,
0: yeah. Good deal. Absolutely. So, how do you, you have your business and you have your baby, well, how do you take care of you? What is your self care? um, routine or how do you, you fit the self-care in your routine?
1: I found one thing that's helpful that I'm constantly working on is having people hold me accountable Mm -hmm. for self-care. Um, initially it was, you know, I would have all of these plans because I live by my planner. I'm still very tangible and old school in that Mm -hmm. way. I have a planner. Um, it wasn't working, you know, I would write it down, you know, highlight it, put some stickers on it, you know, <laughs> yes. it, and it would just fall to the back burner as right. things always do. You know, I wouldn't, I would not um, effectively prioritize it. Or if I did, it wasn't consistent enough to actually make a difference. Mm -hmm. So um, ironically, you know, it's one of those things where, um, what's the saying? Um, The cobbler's children have no shoes where, you know, (laughs) like I'm preaching it to everyone else, but yet Mm -hmm. I am failing miserably when it comes to taking care of myself. So the single most effective thing I've found is having having people, you know, that you trust, you know, enough to be vulnerable with in that sense, um, hold me accountable. So Mm -hmm. um, right now I have, goodness, four people accountable. And they don't have to, you know, be, I think the qualities that you think are going to matter don't. Um, They're not all, you know, like my besties or BFFs, but they're consistent Mm -hmm. and they are firm. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so, you know, those are the qualities that matter most. You know, I do have, you know, some that are um, closer to me um, in proximity, but um, two of the four don't even live in Chicago. You know, mm-hmm. they live on the East Coast, but they are consistent with their messaging. They are, you know, firm when talking about the consequences. And I just know a message from them will inspire me to make it happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so that's my number one tip. Yeah good good
0: accountability so, absolutely
1: yeah yeah it really it really helps i would say in terms of the activities that you know count as self care for me it can be um um and i would say the second thing is making sure that i try to infuse Every day with little bits of joy, mm-hmm. whether it's you know having my favorite candle nearby or um, you know taking time to um, you know make smoothies in the morning because I know that I get energized like with a smoothie versus stopping at a drive-through, right? <laughs> um, so you know making better choices and um, you know having little bits of happiness throughout the day is also um, really really powerful when it comes to self-care. So that way you're not burnt out and then you know just scraping and scrounging for a band-aid to make it better like Mm -hmm. if you're consistently doing the little things and infusing your day with those things then it becomes a lot less of an emergency situation Mm. (laughs) and um yeah, I found that that's, uh, proven to be helpful too. And then I would say the last thing is taking time to reflect on success. Mm. That's something that I just did not do for so long (laughs) Uh, because I was always focused on the next big thing, right? Always focused on the next, um, goal, the next accomplishment, never taking time to reflect on what I actually achieved. Mm. Um, and I think the eye opener for me was when I hit the $10,000 mark, you know, in terms of sales, mm-hmm. um, the platform I use um, Shopify and the printer I use, they all have um, little, you know, email announcements and, you know, they'll send you like a mug in the mail or, you know, mm-hmm. like a little mini plaque. And I remember, first of all, not realizing that I hit that mark. Second of all, um, not even taking time to, you know, cherish it. I remember holding the mug and um, saying, you know what, I'm going to have to step back and just take time to celebrate this. Because I know that if there were any of my friends doing it, I would be over the moon. You know, I would just shut the whole city down. Like, whoa, 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 you did this. And, but I didn't feel, um, I realized I wasn't necessarily doing it for myself. And um, so when I hit that milestone, you know, My first mind is right. ooh, okay, time to reinvest in the business, good stewardship, profit margins, (laughs) et cetera, et cetera. But um, (laughs) when you think about it, it's like, wait a minute, like you accomplished something big within a very short amount of time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, let's take time to reflect and think of how you got there. So it's the big things, but then it's also... You know, the little things like, hey, I drunk enough water today or, hey, you know, um, I got to have a heart to heart with my daughter. And that really meant a lot. So finding joy in those small moments really helps, too.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Those are great tips. Really, really great tips. The accountability, celebrating the small things, the successes, everything is really important. Um, because it's so easy. Again, when you're basically parenting alone, you may have help, but at the end of the day, it's still on your shoulders. Your business is on your shoulders. It's all on your shoulders, and so you have to take that time to uh, breathe, um, get some alone time, and uh, do what you have to do in order to make sure that you have your cup is full and you're able to give from the overflow. So
1: yes, excellent. yes. I-
0: well, tell me, um, well, tell us how we can find you online um, and how we can purchase your products.
1: Sure. So the website is PassportsInPurpose.com, and we're also on Facebook. Um, you can search for Passports and Purpose. Mm-hmm. We're on Instagram. Our username is Passports and Purpose. And um, you can always send us an email if you have any questions about any of our products. The email address is hello at Passports and mm-hmm. um, We sell t shirts, hoodies, tote bags, phone cases. Or we're coming out with a line of backpacks soon. And we're also testing leggings. So mm-hmm. you name it. Um, we design it. We definitely do. Um, we have two. The passports collection, which is travel themed for all of the travelers, Mm -hmm. and then we have the purpose collection, which is um, for our purpose-driven, you know, affirmation-inspiring apparel. Mm -hmm. Um, In addition to that, we are, you know, all over the web, and we do custom orders too. So if you have a design in your head and you can't think on how to put it on paper, you can definitely reach out to our design team, and we Mm -hmm. can make it happen. So um with that said, it, it's um a business that has purpose behind it. We definitely do a lot of volunteer work as an organization and we sponsor a lot of- Lot of events, but our customers are all over the world. We do domestic and international shipping. And um, it's something that is only growing going forward. So um, thank you so much for having me again. And we are um, as a business, we're excited, you know, to um, share all of the things that have made us successful and also you know some of the challenges we encountered along the way.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much. And the last question for you is um, for a single mom who's thinking about starting a business, what's the first thing you would tell them to do?
1: The first thing I would tell them to do is um, do the research. That's something that I, you know, a lot of people do the research, get stuck, and don't move ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that said, when I thought about the different ways to, you know, maximize the stream of income, I took time to really research every step of the way so Mm -hmm. the website that you see today samantha i built the entire website Mm -hmm. um so that required you know learning some html coding it required learning the psychology of e-commerce it required you know learning about you know retail strategy and what that looks like for Mm -hmm. you know the upcoming holiday season and so you know um i could have easily we delegated it to a consultant, and then just focused on, you know, marketing and graphic design because those are things I'm passionate about. But I wanted to take time to learn every area of the business, so I would always be ready to pivot if a new development happened. You know, a great example of that is um, our Wakanda passport stamp. Um, I noticed that a lot of our um, friends that love, you know, the movie Black Panther, they're always saying, "Man, I wish I could go to Wakanda. I wish it was real." Mm-hmm. And so thinking about how to tie that to travel, you know, we just made a, pa- a passport stamp and put it on a tote bag, on a T-shirt, you know. And um, that was actually, you know, one of our best sellers, you mm-hmm. know, at the in the first quarter of the year. But I say all of that to say um, the design process, launching a new product, being able to get it on three different products, the hoodie, the shirt, and the tote bag within a matter of, goodness, um, maybe 36 hours tops mm-hmm. was – Huge, You know, if I had to wait on a consultant, if I had to wait on a team of specialists, if I had to wait on a graphic designer, then I would have missed that window of opportunity. I would have been behind when it came to bring products to market. Right. And I wouldn't have been able to capitalize on that popularity in the moment. Mm-hmm. So the business itself isn't, you know, one to really jump in on fads, but when it really ties into the brand itself, it was a good fit. But again, I couldn't have brought it to market if I had to wait on a team of people to make it happen. So do the research, take time to, you know, learn all aspects of the business. And then that way, when you are talking to specialists, you know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, that's definitely important. You want to make sure that you are speaking their language so they know, you know, one, how much to charge you. (laughs) And then two, um, you can get a completed, finished work um, Um, in a decent amount of time because you asked for it using their language in their specifications. And so it's um, really, really powerful just to, you know, take time to do the research. There's nothing wrong with, um, you know, looking things up. And all of the knowledge I got was mostly free. I only paid for a couple of courses. Mm -hmm. But, you know, with the internet that we have today, with all of the resources and tools at our fingertips that we have today, I started with like little to no capital. So mm-hmm. that's incredible. You know, to And I work remotely, you know, so as long as I have my laptop, you know, anywhere in the world, because mm-hmm. I do obviously run the business when I'm on vacation overseas or traveling overseas, the fact that I can run a successful business from literally anywhere in the world right. with little to no capital, that's incredible. But I couldn't have done any of it. Any of it, if I didn't take time to research it myself.
0: Good. Okay. Fantastic. So, do you think that an e-commerce business is? Um, I'll say I won't say easy, but is it a? Is the barrier to entry into an e-commerce business um, easy or hard?
1: I would say the barrier to entry is really, really easy. Quite literally, anyone can do it, which is um, both a good thing and a bad thing. (laughs) The good thing about it is, um, you know, for a single mom that really wants to, um, you know, jump into it with both feet, you can do it again with little to no capital. Um, You just have to, you know, you're exchanging capital for knowledge in that case, you know, because you're doing everything yourself. I would say the fine print to that is you want to make sure that the market you're serving isn't oversaturated mm-hmm. because there are a lot of e-commerce companies out there, but they are not um, successful because mm-hmm. they're not giving the company, uh, the customer something new. Right. They're not giving them, um, you know, anything different. So it's more of the same. So you want to make sure that whatever you're offering um, isn't diluted. You have to have some powerful, provocative, very specific um. Products in mind.
0: Fantastic. Well, passports and purpose definitely is specific and it does reach a certain dem- a market because we people love travel and they love being um, positive and affirming. So I really love that your business. Hones in and niches down to that that level because we really need it. Um, every everybody needs encouragement every single day, and who we, we, we love travel. So, so thank you again for sharing um, your journey and your business, acumen, and your your nuggets of wisdom with us because. It goes to show that, um, single mom or not, you can do anything you want to do when you put your mind to it and you can find the space and time to make yeah. your dreams come true. So, Courtney, yes,
1: yes, <laughs> thank you,
0: <laughs> thank you again for being on Rich Single Mama TV. Um, is there anything else you want to share with us? Um, especially. An encouraging word for a single mom out there who might be struggling uh, with her next step and dealing with maybe depression or fear. What would you tell her?
1: I would tell them um, first, it's important that you realize that by taking the leap and taking the risk to do something and putting yourself in an uncomfortable space. It pays off it pays off not only in experiences but also in um, you know stepping into the spotlight and having the courage to go forward um, it pays off generationally because you're thinking about the impact that you're making on your child or your children mm-hmm. so you know definitely have the courage to take the leap because those are seeds that you're planting right. into the next generation and that is you know the best gift that you can give your child that's the best gift you can give your children you know those seeds are powerful and so don't let fear um be the loudest voice in the room you know make sure that um you know get used to being uncomfortable the entrepreneurship space is requires that you're highly visible that's another lesson that i have to learn and so um don't be afraid to let your light shine. Like, you have to come forward. And, you know, you can't just make it happen in the background because as moms, we're used to putting ourselves on the back burner. But um, in entrepreneurship, that is not the case. You have to be visible, you have to um, take the leap and have the courage. But it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. You're preaching to me, I'm telling you. <laughs>
1: I like staying in the background,
0: but I I, have to, I put myself out there, you know, a little bit at a time, but over time and over the years, it's, it really has paid off just like you said it would. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah it's um like I said you just have to get used to being uncomfortable because that's usually an indicator that you're in the right place um you know I am you know passionate about speaking about mentoring about coaching and all of those things but I would say you know to those who know me best I am most comfortable in the background you know making things happen and really you know being a support and resource for other people so when it comes to you know even um you know this moment that we're having now like today it requires you know this is you know very close up like this is you know very visible mm-hmm. and you have <laughs> to get comfortable um with doing that it's not something that you can shy away from um, especially in you know today's entrepreneurial landscape just um, don't be afraid to put yourself out there Yeah, and also um, one entrepreneur tip that I always like to tell people, your support system as an entrepreneur may not look like what you think it is um, going in. That is something that I can attest to. My biggest customers, my biggest supporters live all over the world. Like These are the people that are emailing me, like, when are you coming out with something next? Like, I got my credit card ready. Like, uh, hurry up, give me access to the Black Friday sale. I want it now. Like, those people that are just ready to support you. Um, Those people, like, I've made incredible connections, you Mm -hmm. know, with some of my customers. Um, I have stories on stories, but just thinking about it, you know, um, starting out, you would say, oh, man, I want my friends and I want my family and I want, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone I know to support me. And people support things, people tend to support things that are already established. So when you're going in where you're just starting, Running out, it'll be crickets from the people that you know and love the most. You know, you'll get a few share leaders and, you know, um, thank God for that. (laughs) But the people that um, will invest in you, the people that believe in you will not necessarily be your inner circle they won't be your network they'll be um from elsewhere and that's great that's what you want you want to expand your network you can't sell everything to your friends and family all the time right they're not your target market for everything so just know that too
0: (laughs) absolutely absolutely i've learned that lesson myself so um But again, thank you so much, Tiff, um, Tiffany, Courtney. I appreciate <laughs> you being here and for sharing, again, your wisdom, your business wisdom, your parenting wisdom, and travel wisdom, because I love that. Um, and I'm, I'm really big on journals. So are you going to have any journals coming out, too, for you? Um, for yes.
1: Your- Yes. If you look at my purse now, I have four journals. Oh my goodness. I am like, it's, it's a problem. It is a problem. Yes. yes. Journals are On the horizon. That is something I'm passionate about yes. between journals and pens. I think that's the majority of my purse on any given day.
0: I think yes. we might be, you know, we're similar in that because I have so many pens and paper and <laughs>
1: journals and
0: my, my, Best friend which we were talking and I'm like you know uh shopping for clothes and stuff ah, but get put me in a a stationery store
1: yes
0: (laughs) (laughs) so um, I'm looking forward to seeing those come out as well and I will definitely be checking out your store um all of Courtney's links to her website her social media is going to be in the show notes so be sure to check that out um and I just want to say again, thank you so much, Courtney, for being on the Rich Single Mama TV show. We are rooting for you. We are looking forward to seeing how your your store blows up even more. And thank you again for sharing your journey of single motherhood and letting us know that single moms can definitely thrive and not just survive. Have a great day, everybody, and we will see you again on the next episode.
1: Take care.